Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, and thanks for joining me. I'm Gil, aka Coach G. Health, wellness and fitness is my passion. I'm an ultramarathon runner, yoga fan, educator, breathwork enthusiast, and a new dad to my beautiful baby boy, which is the most demanding activity yet. As a coach and an athlete, I've had the opportunity to meet some of the most incredible people. Now, I want to share their insight, experience, and life up till now with you. In this episode, we speak with Ruben and Josh, owners of F45 Fitness Studio Manchester, about being the first to open a franchise in a new city, how they've created an innovative revenue stream for their business, and where they're headed in the next few years. So, without further ado, I'm Coach G, and this is Life Up Till Now. Today, we're speaking to Josh and Ruben from F45 Manchester. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. So you are the first team interview that I'm doing. There are two of you. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with Ruben. Yeah. If you can just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you, and then go on to Josh, just so people know the voices and can kind of picture who you guys are. Great. So uh, I'm Ruben. I'm actually originally from Belgium, um, but moved here a couple of years ago um, where we started our little adventure in, in London and then found... Um, better news in in manchester a better world in manchester basically <laughs> cool and, yeah. and josh yeah tell us a bit about you uh g'day yeah my name is josh i'm actually australian also living in manchester now um not sure where that decision making process happened how that wound up like it was we didn't leave australia thinking manchester was where we were going to be but you know, after spending some time traveling around the UK, like we just fell in love with it here. It's it's such an awesome vibe and such an awesome culture. Yeah. Um, that we couldn't picture ourselves anywhere else now. It's it's definitely a different kind of vibe. It's friendly. It's chilled. It's welcoming. It's a great place to kind of build up a a, a fitness business. So, Ruben, tell us kind of where where you got your health and fitness love where you learned your trade what you did growing up and kind of how you got to where you are right now okay so it basically goes back a long way when i was about three years old i started gymnastics <laughs> um so yeah I've, I've always been a gymnast um and i used to obviously train a lot a lot of the training that we offer in our gym now is very uh focus on the same training that a lot of gymnasts do um so as as a as a child i've i've been doing the same things as what we offer to our members at the moment i've that's kind of where it all grew like the love for fitness for training um started at a very young age um obviously after uh, doing gymnastics competing uh, even for my country at one point um i ended up in circus um, and I um, performed for Cirque du Soleil 
for a couple of years, um, traveled the world, saw a lot, <laughs> did a lot. Um, but obviously, as a performer, there comes a point where you have to accept that you are getting too old for the job. <laughs> and um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of performers end up teaching their, um, their skills to other performers and passing that on. Um, I didn't really feel the need to follow that direction. And instead I, I felt more, I found more joy in, in training people uh, to become fit and healthy uh, rather than focusing on that top elite level. Um, and, and honestly, I get a lot of joy out of just helping people make their first steps, uh, in, find their first steps into a gym and, and changing their lives, uh, make, making sure they've got a healthy life. Wow, that's, that's pretty impressive from three. I mean, you competed at a pretty high level. How did that life structure help you develop into the future? Starting at three, this is like, I didn't start competing for Belgium at three years old, right? Uh, <laughs> but what, what you learn is that, that sports and, and healthy uh, living is very important in, in one's life. At that point, I don't think it, fitness was much of a craze, but, but doing a sport and being really good at it definitely was very important. Um, so what I learned through that was that, you know, you have to have a structured life. Um, it is important to, to keep a certain routine in your life. Um, training daily, which is something, or just moving daily, which is something... Um, you know, everybody should be doing, even if it's getting, you know, 10,000 steps in uh, or whatever. Um, so those things, uh, routine, uh, moving daily and eating healthy are things that kind of get got drilled into me at a, at a very young age. And now as I'm getting older and, and, and as you can see the, the world opening up to the fitness industry, you can see that these are the, the, the most important things for, for people to just stay healthy, really. Does that make sense? <laughs> just having that, that frequency of training. And, and as you said, movement coming from that gymnastic background, you, you understand how important it is not just to have linear movement, if you like, you know, that it's, it's based on skill. You, you've got to come up and you know, starting at three, you're not doing backflips and, and, and exactly. rolls. You're, you're just starting with the essentials and building yourself up. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much what we've got to do with, with any exercise, with any movement is start at the bottom, build that foundation and grow from there. And, and you know, listen to your coaches, listen to the, the experts. Josh, Josh, Josh. Now, you can't mistake that Australian accent. You're, you growing up in Australia, obviously, sunshine, outdoor, um, lifestyle. How do you feel that shaped your, your development, your knowledge in health and fitness? I mean, you've already started touching on some of, on some of the things that definitely define the way that I was raised. I was born in Perth in Western Australia where, I mean, the weather there is almost completely the opposite to, to what you have here in Manchester in that nine months a year, it's, it's almost summer. Like the coldest winter day is a, is a normal summer day here in Manchester. So like I was raised with that outdoor lifestyle where, you know, team sports and waking up when the, with the sun early in the morning and going to bed earlier in the evening once the sun's gone down. That's kind of, that was our bread and butter growing up. I mean, to the point my parents, uh, when I was when I was quite young, I actually started their own indoor beach volleyball 
uh, center just because like as a family, we really enjoyed that, that team sports lifestyle. And that was just something we got really into. Um, so, I mean, it's, I, I don't even, I can't imagine life any other way than, than that way. And when, when I met Ruben, that was something that we very instantly connected on, um, which is, you know, where everything else has, has snowballed from. But yeah, we, we bring that with us here to the UK and we were just we were so surprised to see like this other alternative way of living where, you know, people sleep in here and then, you, you know, they live for the nightlife and it's, it's a very different experience uh, to the one that I was raised with. So what we, what I've really enjoyed over the last few years is kind of is sharing my perspective and, you know, allowing, allowing people in the UK to in, enjoy waking up early <laughs> and, uh, and just getting moving uh, and, and like this, you know, the knock on effect that can have for your day is just crazy. Attending your, your guys' classes, you, you can see that there's a, a difference in how you coach and how you share your information. Coming from team sports on, on your kind of development, how do you think that's helped you coach slightly differently or the structure that you coach? How has team sports kind of helped you to develop that? To begin with, what, one of the reasons why we chose F45 as a, as a franchise we wanted to get involved with is it is the training is very based uh, on team sports training. Uh, that that's kind of where it was developed. It's why you know the logo, the the uh, catchphrase is team training, life changing, um, and it's very much that that circuit style team training atmosphere. That's what attracted us to it, and that's what we try and bring like to every class that we that we run. Like just we just want it to be fun. Like growing up. Sports was fun. It wasn't a chore. It was just something that you looked forward to doing each day. Um, for me, the thing that I get the most out of out of doing this is is showing people that exercise can be fun. It doesn't have to be this thing that you that you force yourself to do for forty five minutes a day. It should be something that you just look forward to doing. That it's social. That you catch up with friends. So my training style, I think, is just trying to show people the fun in exercise rather than. Uh, than that level of commitment that, that people end up feeling like they have to force it. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's where you put your emphasis, right? If, if you focus on, I need to drill this technique into you, or I'm going to make sure you have fun, and also we're going to, you know, check that your form is correct, you know? It, it's a, diff, a, diff, a different focus, really. And, and I think the focus should be more on having fun and making it a, a great experience rather than technique. Awesome. So you, you, you mentioned earlier on there that you guys own a, an F45 franchise. Can you, for our listeners who are not sure of what F45 is, can you give us like just a little brief snapshot of what it is and how it works? Well, we can, we can start by saying that F45 is a, a fitness franchise that started in Australia. So when we lived in Sydney, um, we saw that it was something that really worked and people loved a lot. They, they used to call it a bit of a cult really in Australia because they started popping up on every street corner. Everybody was doing it, everybody was talking about it. It's kind of where it all started. And then when we moved over to the UK, they, um, it started conquering the world. Basically, I mean, studios started popping up in, in Hong Kong, in Dubai, and all, like lots of cities around the world. And then, 
the first studios opened in London um, and I, I was coaching in one of the, the actual first one in London and we knew that this was going to be the next big thing in the UK as well and we are getting there now like I mean they are London already has about 30 or 35 studios um, and and that's just London I mean Manchester now has has two uh, F45 studios and I'm sure there'll be more coming eventually. What, what's interesting about the, the studios is that it's it's technically boutique, little boutique gyms with a, not that, like, it's not that you can put like cramp it with members, you know, like we're looking at about 350 members maximum. Um, so there is room in every big city for a couple of studios that will have their own vibe, that will have their own style, uh, coaching style. Um, I think that's that's probably one of the important tenets. I mean, essentially for people that haven't done F45 before, it's uh, group circuit training. We focus on that hit style of training. So it's a lot of stop start work, uh, short work times, short rest time, on off, on off. Uh, but what really sets it apart from a lot of other uh, boutique gyms and studios and, and training that we've experienced here in the UK and, and even globally is it's very community led and community focused. So like Ruben mentioned, you know, we max out at about 300 to 350 members. Any studio does. We just, there's just isn't space for more than that uh, in, in classes. Uh, and what that tends to mean is that you've got a lot of members who are regularly seeing each other or, or making friendships through classes because they're seeing the same faces day in and day out. And, uh, and we, we foster that and we, we drive that by, by adding extra community-led activities, uh, you know, pre-COVID, you know, it would be trips to the pub once every couple months um, <laughs> after the challenge, because why not? Like you want to work hard and you want to play hard. And that's, that's, that's yeah. just UK life as well. So I think in that way, we the franchise and, and you know, sets itself apart yes, from it's, many it's, of its competitors. It is a big, massive franchise, but it doesn't work like a franchise in a way that every studio has its own character, has its own little community. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds more community driven than the the old model of just get them in, you know, if they if they come to a session, great. If they don't, it doesn't matter. You know, sign them up. Whereas this is more of, you know, we need to get people in the doors to build that community, to make people feel comfortable, to make people feel welcome. And the end result is they're getting healthier and they're wanting to come back more and more. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, also from a business standpoint, it works very differently to that old style of gym. Like your ordinary gym, their business model is, you know, they make money off the revenue of the members that don't come. So those gyms tend, you know, those larger gyms where people just come and go at whatever time they like, you know, they tend to get maybe between 1,500 and uh, 8,000 members and they're all paying a small amount of money. And, and what those gyms tend to find is that they make the bulk of their money from the people who don't actually make use of that membership or who come once or twice a year. Uh, in... Our business model is very different. Like we said, we can only we can only have up to 300, 350 members at our maximum, uh, which means that firstly, our membership prices need to be a little bit higher, firstly, for the quality of the training that we provide, and secondly, to cover the bills. Um, and then on top of that, what it means is, you know, if we have a member that's only coming once a week, 
we're going to have to, you know, we usually want to have a chat with them and find out why this is the kind of training where we want to see our members coming as often and getting as much out of that money that they're putting down as they can, rather than, uh, you know, hoping that our members won't show up and then taking their money anyway. That's yeah. because otherwise people, people don't stay, you know, if you, if you charge, okay. If it, if it is a bit more expensive, uh, you have to make sure that they come every day because if they don't come, they'll stay for a month and then, you will have lost them. So it, it's that chain reaction of, of um, making sure that you're keeping your members accountable um, and then that results into getting great um, results, transformations really. Um, so it, it, it all like kind of links up together in a big circle. Really. It's funny, we were having a chat with a friend of ours who works in a big, in a big chain gym and his job is to is to chase members who have missed a payment. Yeah. Um, and he's like, all I do all week is, is call people and ask them why they haven't, like, uh, why, why they haven't paid and to set up a payment plan so that they can get back on track with paying. And, and we just laughed because it's so, it's so back to front for us. Like we call people each week and go, why haven't we seen you this week? <laughs> <laughs> like what's wrong? Is everything okay? you know, can we, can we sit down and have a chat, get you back into the swing of things? Like, it's just, it's a very different attitude. So that's, that's actually a, a good place to kind of go into the business side. Because I, I know we have a few listeners who are, if not just entering the, the fitness industry, who are maybe thinking about it. And, you know, you, you tend to see a lot of fluff on social media instagram is is famous for it um you know youtube all of those kind of places they they glamorize the fitness business the fitness industry and you know what there, there are some points that are, are great and and exciting but what i'd like to know from you guys is a little bit more about the the business of of running your studio kind of what it entails the the ups the downs the, the the things that you never expected to kind of see or have to deal with um i think anybody that sets up a gym with a model like a smaller community led boutique gyms need to understand that it, it requires a lot of time and effort and and commitment it's 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 a real commitment you're it's like raising a child like you can't just set it up and then leave um you know like it, it, you people depend like they they train with you for you um so it, before you start you just need to know that when when you start this that this is it, it, you're in this for a long run right you can't just like um set it up and then okay now i'm off let the money roll in that's not how it works and that will never work so that is the main thing I think, it, obviously there's, I mean, there's also commitment towards um, equipment and like, it's not cheap. It's not something you can be, oh, I wanna do this. Um, it's also, I think it depends on which way you're looking at it as well. You know, there's, as you mentioned, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that vibe happening on Instagram and social media at the moment where people, uh, you know, frankly don't have any costs, especially with, uh, with the trend, with the forced trend of on of online training at the moment, um, it's never been a better time for some fitness influencers to make their mark because they don't need to have a gym and they don't need to have equipment. All they need is to have people's attention. Um, when we started setting up this this business, it 
that wasn't as much of the trend, but also that wasn't what we were looking to set up. So, our, you know, our, our costs and, uh, and things were a lot higher than I'd ever had ever thought they would end up being. Um, so I guess that's something that you need to be prepared for as well. There's just, there's always that hidden cost that you weren't looking for as a business owner setting up uh, something, even something like this, where, you know, there's just so many different levels of, of where it is at. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's been awesome. That, that's great to hear. I mean, as, as challenging and as tough as everything is, you know, A, starting a brand new, brand new business in a city that that you've just moved to and you know having all of these circumstances build up you guys are still just absolutely killing it you know i i see your online classes and and there are always like faces on the screen full up so it's it's good to see that you guys have you know started to make your mark and obviously it's just going to grow from here just being a trainer a coach a person in this industry your life is taken up by your clients, your members, people that you are coaching and working with. Um, you guys are partners. Now, how do you guys strike that balance between the chaos of the business, the um, stress of the social community, and then just finding time to spend together, really, quality time? Well, we, we haven't really found that balance yet. <laughs> No, it's it's hard. It's hard to find that balance. It's it's we're also very different personalities, um, and so which is one of the reasons why why we love each other and want to and want to do this this you know this together because we balance each other out. But when it comes to trying to find you know um, <laughs> trying to find time, it, like Ruben, for example, can never let anything go so if he's he's constantly thinking of the next thing I have to do in my schedule um, and we'll come home from work and he'll still be thinking about the next 12 things that he needs to do whereas my brain doesn't work that way I uh, I know I, I wake up at, at you know 5 a.m and I get ready and I go to work and I do what I need to do and when I come home I am not thinking about work like I have switched it off until I'm back in the studio but Ruben's head doesn't work that way so he's still He's still chugging and chugging and chugging, and he'll go, "Oh, Josh, have you done this? What about that?" And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, it's it's hard to find the balance. I think the main thing is that you set it up, and we didn't do that initially. Like for example, small things. My personal phone number was connected to anything with the business. Um, we ended up having to switch my phone number with with a, a business a gym phone um, because it. I just kept working and and it's not that I like I didn't really mind but it just after a while you realize oh my I, god I minded <laughs> after, after a while you realize oh my god it is it is Saturday night and, and I'm at home having dinner and I'm still replying to messages um for work so it, it, it's those little small things that you really have to you just have to protect yourself for not getting trapped in that constant work um, especially when you are a couple, uh, you do that, you own that business together and you then come home and you need to just learn how to, okay, home is, is home and 
we don't necessarily need to talk about the business now. It can wait. No one's gonna die, you but know. Yeah, you do you do sometimes have your moments, right? Like especially when you're living together, working together, trying to run a business together, and on top of that, you know, uh, you know, COVID nineteen strikes, and suddenly you're spending twenty four seven together. Um, it's 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 insane, and you know we've. We've been guilty of having mornings where we go into work and we do our and we do our live broadcast. And you know, the last thing we want to do is bounce off of each other because you know we haven't been able to sleep that night or because someone was kicking in their sleep. You don't know, um, but you just get through it. I think what we found is we just laugh at it. Yeah. Um, it's just it's the easiest way sometimes. And when you take a step back. It is just funny. You got to you, you got to deal with it with with each hurdle as it comes, and you guys just make it look easy. And I'm sure it takes a lot of effort, a lot of hard work. But you know, it sounds like you've you're, you're getting into the flow of it. And you know, I've I've got to agree with uh, with Ruben on that one. You know, th- there needs to be a separation between home and work. And although you know, most people in this industry love it. And, and want to do it as much as possible. It's like anything else. If you don't take a break, if you don't step back from it, you never get a rest and you're never going to be 100% at any of it. As long as we don't take everything too seriously, it's all fine, really. It's been great having you listen to Ruben and Josh's experience. And I know it would mean a load to them if you would subscribe to the podcast and give us a rating. This would help other people like you find out about our podcast and get Reuben and Josh's story out to those who would benefit from it. Thanks. And now back to the podcast. Talking about the business and, you know, all the factors that have been going on at the moment. um, I know it's a bit of a challenging one to ask this question. Where do you guys see the health, fitness and wellness industry going in the future? What do you think is going to happen? How do you think the changes that are happening now are going to influence it later? And what do you think the the goods and the bads are? Well, it's very interesting because I I clearly, a lot of people have very different opinions on this. The other day I read an article in the BBC, on the BBC app, and it was, I don't know who wrote this, but he wrote something like, uh, it, it, the the future for gyms is over now that every, everybody has found their way to online training and loves their online training. And I was like, really? <laughs> Who loves their online training? I mean, people do it because they have to do it. And some people like it. But in my opinion... And, what, and in the opinion of almost everyone that we've spoken yeah, to, like all of our members, we have a, the, quite a network. The reason why people go to a gym is not necessarily only to get fit it's also for that social contact uh for a quick chat just to feel like you're around people and to feel meet, connected feel yeah. connected right and you will not have that as much as sitting at home on the peloton bike or training on one of the apps at home it it is essential in my eyes so i think as if we then look at the future, I definitely think the future, like it will be thriving after uh, after lockdown and let's hope lockdown get, is over soon. People will be going back. Will it be to uh, the big gyms or the smaller gyms? Um, that is another discussion. And like, I, I, I do think 
there is a future in these small gyms where you get a lot more for what you put into it, uh, for your money, basically. Uh, it's much more, it's much cleaner because it's easier to manage smaller groups of people. I think, and obviously I hope, <laughs> that uh, it will be more successful for the small boutique gyms um, rather, I mean, and I don't mean anything bad towards the big gym chains, um, but yeah, I, I, I think there is more of a future in these small boutique gyms. Um, so I think the future is looking quite bright for us. I think there's a huge following behind that. Um, you know, my, my opinion is I think there's going to be a, a blend of, of both more efficient online coaching and also the face-to-face. -face. As you mentioned, you know, people need that community, need that face-to-face. And there are some things you just can't do over Zoom or, or online. It's, it, it just needs to be face-to-face. -face. I mean, it's, it's definitely given a lot of people access to information, knowledge, and coaches that they really wouldn't have had a chance to interact with beforehand. And, you know, it, it, it widens the range of people that, you know, you can communicate as well. Who knows? You, you guys could have... Um, clients in in new york in uh sao paulo in uh in perth yes. sydney you know there you go exactly so i definitely wish you guys all the best of luck in the future and i'll definitely be coming to join you once uh once this uh situation is cleared up again <laughs> yes bring it on thank you <laughs> now just on that note of of all of this information that we've got from you, obviously, you know, you you haven't just woken up one day with all of this knowledge and, and experience. I'd be interested to find out who you guys kind of look to on social media, on on you know, on the internet, just just in terms of information, knowledge, you know, who would you turn to or talk to? to to build your skills in in whatever area you're working on i think what what our strength is we adjust quickly and we make it work and i think that is something that not everybody has you know not everybody has that skill or not everybody uh, thinks that way um and and there is there is some people that that have just been really good at that. I mean, especially on if you look at like the switching to online training and and um, and for example, like we we one of our one of our previous coaches. Um, well, she will still maybe coach with us post lockdown. Let's see what happens. Um, uh, is Katie Katie Palam? She um, she used to be one of our coaches, and she obviously she lives in Leeds. Um, but she, so she went back and then switched completely to online training within, within no time, basically, um, and really built a, a very successful business in online training. I mean, she was putting Insta classes on, I think, on the second day yeah. of the lockdown, you know, whereas there's so many trainers that we're connected with who didn't even think of, of, of that until two months after watching everybody else do it. So um, yeah, we were really impressed with how quickly she pivoted. And I mean, and Katie is her full-time job prior to prior to coronavirus hitting was was working as a, you know, as a social worker in a prison. So for her to, for her to flip uh, and, and just take everything in her stride, we were just really impressed. Um, and we were like, we see big things coming, coming from her. And then, 
alternatively, what we always like to remember is that our industry is not just about the training. It's also about health and it's about nutrition and it's, it's, it's about lifestyle. And one of the other companies that we've started following quite recently is called Bondi Bowls. Um, and obviously there's that Australian little beam in there, but, um, but Jamie who operates Bondi Bowls uh, is, is like, there's a guy just like us who've been traveling through Australia and just discovered this really nice fresh food uh, that, that wasn't really on offer here in the UK. And when he, when he came back to Manchester, he started putting this business plan together and this business idea. And I mean, if you've had, if you've taken time out to try uh, one of his Bondi balls, they are amazing. I, I think like, I think what, what the main theme about this all is that we're all, uh, you know, just trying to make the North of the UK, um, nicer healthier uh in in every way by, by yeah. training by connecting and by by eating healthy really there's no reason for the north not to be that way yeah. we have the incredible outdoors at our doorstep we have just the greatest community up here not boasting or anything <laughs> but there are definitely big jumps towards you know having that healthier uh, more active lifestyle up here. And, and again, you know, I've got to say this for you guys, you, you're definitely taking a step in that direction and, and you know, showing the city what it's all about. You know, I, I, I see it all the time. I, I hear it. You, you pop up on my feeds all the time. And it's, it's, it's making a dent. It's, it's starting to bring awareness to, to the city, to a place where there's a need for it. There's a want for it. It just takes the right community to bring that out so you guys need to keep doing what you're doing you guys are going to absolutely kill it yes i'm really looking forward to that <laughs> <laughs> again thank you so much for your time i really appreciate this i know you guys are busy so every minute is is worth gold um what we're going to do after the uh the podcast we're going to put all of your details in the show notes so our listeners can have a uh, have a look connect with you maybe even join a class if uh, if they can and um yeah we'll uh, we'll go from there really Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Have a great day and um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up again soon. See you later. Take care. <laughs> Cheers. Bye for now.